This is Let's Talk to Lucy, starring Lucille Ball. A very warm welcome to you all. I'm Gary Morton, and now, let's talk to Lucy. Hi, this is Lucy. You know, I promised when I started my radio show to let you in on all my activities wherever I am. So I want you to hear all about my trip to New York City for Lucy Day at the World's Fair and the rest of the week in the big city. We lived at the New York Hilton Hotel. We had a wild, wonderful day at the World's Fair. We visited a lot of our show business friends backstage and in their homes. And Gary and I just had a beautiful week. But first, let me tell you about our fantastic accommodations. You know, I remember some few years back when I lived in a dark, dank, brownstone rented room here in Manhattan. I remember looking up at some of the swank, high, beautiful hotels and wishing I could elevate myself in more ways than one. Of course, all I could imagine at the time was a, oh, a moderate hotel room with a comfortable bed and a workable bathtub where the water would come gushing out instead of trickling a rusty, spasmodic stream. I also wished for high ceilings and a view of Central Park. Well, may I say my wildest dreams have come true. While attending Lucy Day at the World's Fair in New York, I was given the most fantastic suite at the New York Hilton Hotel. A suite more fantastic than anything I had ever imagined. It was above the 44th floor, it was called the East Penthouse, and you could approach it only by means of a security elevator that you got into on the 44th floor. Now, the security measures were installed for privacy needed for Governor Rockefeller. This five-bedroom, baronial castle in the air was furnished and decorated for the governor and his lady. And I arrived with an entourage of my own this time, made up of my husband, Gary, my mother, Dee Dee, my secretary, my hairstylist, and my publicity man. You see, we were making a small onslaught on the city for World's Fair activities, but may I say, no activities at the World's Fair took precedent over the activities in that duplex spread out extravaganza. <laughs> the first hour or so, all six of us, plus several bellboys, captains, head waiters, maids, housekeepers, and other hotel personnel, just swirled around like bewildered sheep. Getting the luggage sorted took considerable time, and then the mechanical lesson started. We each had to take instructions on how to work the, the security elevators, or we could not come in or get out of the suite and heaven help anyone who lost his private key. We had to locate all the appliances, find out how to answer all the phones. You see, when the phone rang, they rang in all the rooms, all 11 of them, and people spun around like tops trying to grab them. The air conditioning was as complicated as an electronic computer and was to be reckoned with our entire eight-day stay. Have you ever tried to regulate the air conditioning for eight or ten people at one time? You know, every individual's body thermostat varies a bit. No one ever agrees on how warm or how cool it should be. As a result, it could have snowed in some of the rooms before we got it regulated. My mother turned blue during the night and had to be thawed out in the morning. All this with the outside humidity at 90. But the suite was the most colorful and beautifully decorated I have ever seen. Slightly on the baronial side, sort of Hearst Castle style. Especially the dining room, which accommodated 20 persons. I ordered a chicken sandwich one day and dined in solitary splendor at this massive table and felt a little like 
King Henry VIII. We tangled with light switches, kitchen appliances, elevator hijinks, intercoms, air conditioning, telephones, telephone operators, buzzers, bells, and baggage for one hectic, beautiful week. We ran up and down the spiral staircase like ants at a picnic because we were incapable of running another little elevator that was there for our convenience. I got caught in it one day, and, and I went up and down so many times before I could get the door open, I felt like an overworked yo-yo. Anyway, all my dreams of being up high and surrounded with luxury and overlooking Central Park were certainly realized. What a magnificent view. All over Manhattan, East River to the Hudson, uptown, downtown, and a bird's-eye view of every rooftop garden for miles around. You know, people sort of float to the top of the city this time of year and reach up to touch the sun. Oh, I saw lovely gardens, sunbathers, rock and rollers, beetle buffs, and a few washings on the line. After several days, I even had a nodding acquaintance with the pilot of a dirigible that was ambling over the city. That's how high up we were. Even the birds up there were more friendly. Some of them had to, to fly a little higher than usual, I guess, to look into our windows because they sat on the ledge for quite some time before they made their descent. They were afraid of getting the bends, I guess. <laughs> our friends came from all over to visit us. We had a sneaking suspicion that they had heard about the East Penthouse, and that was really the attraction. Oh, they exclaimed over the lovely paintings on the walls, and they tramped through all the rooms like kids the first day at camp. So we weren't the only ones excited with the Hilton. Even Hedda Hopper was extravagant in her praise, and that lady has been all over the world. Anyway, we had a sensational time. We saw the World's Fair inside out. More about that later. And helicoptered back to our castle in the air every evening, and until the day we left were afraid to push some of the buttons for fear the entire duplex penthouse would disengage itself from its moorings and take off for the moon. Mr. Hilton, I thank you. Gary, I think this is a good spot to remind our listeners again where they can write to me. Please send your letters to Let's Talk to Lucy, Desilu Studios, Hollywood, California. And speaking about communicating with me, in my mail this morning, I found a letter about the lack of communication within a family. Now, I have long lamented the lack of communications in families and in all our personal relationships. Too many of us forget to say so many of the nice things we think. If we gave voice and appreciation, as often as we give voice when we are dissatisfied, I bet the gratitude side would outweigh the unhappy side. But somehow we too often take for granted that a person knows how much we appreciate some kindness and we give a very perfunctory everyday thank you and we let it go at that. But so much of our happiness is stifled because of no communication. Just plain talk, everyday exchanging ideas, pleasantries. I don't know, we just, we just seem to be out of the habit. The whole country needs to start greeting each other and exchanging pleasantries just as a starter, and gradually the art of communication will become a habit, I hope. Actually, I know that the families must start it, and the country as a whole will then sort of follow suit. You know, the divorce courts are full of couples whose main complaint is we couldn't discuss anything. He or she would never talk to me. You know, the only time this country gets really talkative is when the elections are upon us or the baseball season opens. 
It's too bad, though, isn't it? Tomorrow, I want to tell you about Lucy Day at the World's Fair. What an exciting day it was. I hope you'll all be listening in. Hi, this is Lucy. Yesterday, I told you about our arrival in New York City for the World's Fair. And uh, today, I want to tell you a little bit about the World's Fair. I don't know if I can finish it. It was such a long, wonderful day, exciting and heartwarming and very appreciated. Thousands of people greeted me and followed along all day. You know, we were there for over 15 hours, and we enjoyed many marvelous exhibits and met people from all over the world that make up this great World's Fair. I was honored first by the arrival of the St. Lucie Cadets from Newark, New Jersey, and they were playing Hey, Look Me Over from Wildcat, and they were wearing Lucy wigs, which I'm afraid they weren't too happy about, but they were being good sports about. One boy said he felt like a beetle reject. <laughs> they were so cute. They were a sensation, and I loved them. After the St. Lucie cadets greeted me at the gate at 10 o'clock in the morning, we proceeded to the Hollywood USA Pavilion. Hedda Hopper and myself were asked to put our handprints in the cement, like they have out here at Groman's Chinese Theater. And we did so and did not uh, fall in the goop up to our elbows. We got out of there safely and said goodbye, got back into our glider rides, and proceeded to the Pavilion of Mexico, where we were greeted by several uh, wonderful bands and dancing people, and we were given some wonderful gifts. From the uh, Pavilion of Mexico, we were on our way to the Pavilion of China, and there, may I say, I got in a little trouble. You see, I was crowned as a royal princess on the ceremonial walk and escorted by a Chinese court of elaborately costumed girls through the Arch of Happiness. Well, now, I went along with all this, even though it started to rain just as I was put on the throne because I didn't want to disappoint anybody. So I sat out there in the rain, and the girls were so beautiful, and what they were dancing and singing was so delightful. And I got the idea that I had better take off my hat, no matter what the condition of my hair, and get ready to be crowned with the royal jewels. And when they put it on my head, it fell right down to my nose. But anyway, I held it up by two fingers, and I got up and followed the procession. I was now told that I was uh, going down the River of Flowers, and I should follow along on this red carpet where these beautiful girls were strewing all these wonderful flower petals and singing. And I continued on in the little procession, and suddenly I was right in front of the uh, car that I had been uh, traveling in, and they sort of escorted me right into the car. And I waved goodbye gaily, and, and we were half, uh, about a half a block away, and I suddenly saw half of the Chinese pavilion following me. It seemed I had gone off with the crown jewels, and I wasn't supposed to take them. <laughs> I have had embarrassing moments in my life, but <laughs> giving back the crown jewels of China, I think, takes the cake. We then proceeded to the Pavilion of Africa, and I was greeted by the dignitaries there and presented with an African beaded doll. And the Watusis, royal drummers of Burundi, presented their special ceremonial dancing. And I want to tell you that was one of the most thrilling things I've ever seen. Beautifully executed. They're magnificent-looking men. It was an inspiring performance. Very exciting. The Watusis, the royal drummers of Burundi. Thank you, Pavilion of Africa. And then we proceeded to the Pavilion of Morocco. 
and presented with an elaborately tooled brass tray. The musicians and the dancers were performing uh, a dance, uh, the name of which I cannot pronounce. Dates and milk were offered to us. This is the traditional reception for visitors in Morocco. I uh, was asked to get up and dance with the, uh, the dancers, and by golly, I did, and I had a ball. I had a wonderful time. I looked a little silly up there, uh, but I took my shoes off, and I danced around and enjoyed it. We then headed for the pavilion of Switzerland, but something happened along the way, and I was suddenly in the pavilion of Ireland. I was uh, requested to toast uh, a dignitary or two with an Irish coffee. Well, the humidity that day was like 96, and uh, a little bit of Irish coffee on top of all that humidity did very strange things. Wow-wee, those Irish coffees. We finally got to the pavilion of Switzerland. I was presented with a rare Swiss cowbell. And there were 15 gaily costumed Swiss singers and dancers. They were yodeling and doing their folk songs. And we were asked to partake of uh, Swiss fondue and a marvelous wine. Oh, it was great. We then proceeded to the pavilion of Indonesia. It was 12.30 by now, and we were headed there for a beautiful Indonesian luncheon. But of course, before the luncheon, they served a Lucy cocktail a la Indonesia. May I say, I could have gotten an international jag on that day if I hadn't been careful. And they showed a film of uh, the Lucy shows as they are seen overseas. As a matter of fact, we saw them in all the different languages. French, Spanish, uh, Italian. That was very interesting. And then there was a special program of Indonesian dancing and music. And may I say, those Indonesian girls are the most beautiful little dolls I have ever seen. Their movements, their hands, their arms, their feet, their legs, they, they're just, just like little dolls. That's all I could think of. After uh, the Pavilion of Indonesia, we proceeded to Macy's All-State Pavilion. And I was greeted by the, the World's Fair Band of America, led by conductor Paul Laval. And do you know what Paul did for me? He let me lead the band in Hey, Look Me Over. That's the most fun I'd had for some time. And then everybody got on their glider rides, and we started for the New York State Pavilion. Now, you know, I am from New York State. And when I saw a marvelous overflow crowd of over 8,000 inside this New York Pavilion, I really got a thrill and a couple of tears. My, that's a beautiful pavilion. I understand it's going to... Um, to be one of the buildings that will remain also. The glider rides then took us to the pavilion of Hawaii. We had a marvelous luau, and oh, it was just great. Of course, there again, they had a, a Scratch Lucy drink. Yes, you heard me right, Scratch Lucy drink. They had a back scratcher stuck in every glass. Now, don't ask me why. I don't know, it was a cute idea. But there again, I had to sort of wave the glass around, but not jiggle any of the juice. I was made an honorary member of the state of Hawaii, for which I am very grateful. Thank you so much, Hawaii. The glider rides then took us to such a beautiful pavilion. I didn't have enough time to spend at the Pavilion of Spain. It was glorious. The theater was out of this world. They had flamenco dancers. I didn't think there was anything like it in the country. Of course, they were. They were brought over here just for the World's Fair. Don't miss them. They're absolutely marvelous. I saw something uh, at the Spanish pavilion 
that I had heard about and very much wanted to see, the jewel collection done by Dali. Don't miss it. For the finale at the Pavilion of Spain, I was asked to get up on the stage and dance with Mr. Gaddis. Well, may I say, anyone who dared get up on a stage after Mr. Gaddis has performed has got to be out of their mind. I declined with thanks and our entire entourage took off after a very wonderful day. I did, however, take time to tell everyone in the theater that I was very deeply touched by this day, and the World's Fair theme of peace through understanding expresses the feeling that I've always had about international understanding throughout my life in show business. I was very happy, and I was very honored to be there. Have a happy weekend. Are you loving Let's Talk to Lucy? Then you have a real treat in store for you. A new episode is being released every week on the SXM app and wherever you listen to podcasts.